This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. And so I, uh, I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home, politically. And so we, and we came here for a long time, uh, both for business and pleasure, since you're part of the Third Circuit Court. Welcome to your Taco Tuesday. Woo! And it is National Taco Day. Woo! Across these United States. So what better day to celebrate Taco Tuesday? Here on Rush Hour, Boston Early's Rush Hour, WABC. If you'd like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-92. So much to discuss. Of course, today is Tuesday, which also means that Mark Stein will be joining us. And we look forward to a rousing conversation with Mark Stein. Among other things that I would like to talk about with Mark, if he's game for it, we'll find out soon is this latest war that has erupted in social media over uh, Kanye West, Ye, whatever he, I, I don't understand, never mind. Kanye West, Ye, Ye West, or whatever it is. And uh, Karen and, and, and Candace Owens walking around with the... Uh, <laughs> ay, ay, ay. <laughs> <laughs> with White Lives Matter shirts that has set the world on fire. <laughs> Just so silly. It is so silly what causes people's heads to burst these days. Uh, there are reports. I love this one com- coming out of uh, uh, <laughs> coming out of Fox News. New York City, New York Governor. The uh, that would be our unelected governor. Uh, Kathy Hochul says the state's migrant crisis, crisis, dig that, crisis, requires a federal solution. Now, what have they had? Maybe uh, it's got to be less than 2,000 illegal immigrants 
five, you know, a few buses show up from Texas, a few buses from Florida, Arizona, to New York and Washington, D.C., Chicago. And all of a sudden, Kathy Hochul, who is the leader of the state, a sanctuary, of course, city, New York, self-declared sanctuary city, welcome, come one, come all. And now she's saying this is a crisis. The mayor, of course, wanted to put the immigrants in tents, didn't even want them to have indoor housing. You're killing me, Smalls. Put those people in tents, why don't you? We don't have any cotton fields up here for them. Nancy Pelosi wanted to send them send them to the fields to pick fruit. What am I doing here? Yeah, but but all of a sudden now, what we are told is that in Orchard Beach, Orchid Beach, there was some flooding. And so now, now the illegal immigrants will not be housed in Orchid Beach. They're going to be shipped off to Randall Island. And uh, we'll see how that turns out. But apparently, Governor Hochul says, this is this is an outrage, and it is going to require a federal solution. What about, what about Tejas? Do you know how many hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants have poured in through Texas? Do you know how many millions have poured in through the California border? How many millions have poured in through Arizona? There's a report today in Florida, in Lee County, one of the the counties that has the largest death toll in the recent hurricane, that some looters have been arrested, and among the looters were a few illegal immigrants. Omar Mejia Ortiz, 33, Valerie Solis, Salcedo Mina, 26, along with 20-year-old Brandon Mucuriato Aria and Steve Eduardo Sanchez Aria. All four have been arrested on charges of burglary of an unoccupied structure and looting. And I have to tell you that there are people down there, a friend of mine related, a very chilling story to me. The other day, of course, in many of the communities in places like Venice, Florida, or other places in Lee County, they are still without electricity. And um, a, na- a friend of mine, I called to see how they were doing out there, said one of their neighbors, the houses are all dark, there are no lights, no electricity in this neighborhood, and a group of men approached the daughter's bedroom and flashed a light inside. The daughter had a flashlight, a minor child, and flashed it back, and they left. But people are searching for properties to break in and loot. So that is happening in certain quarters. Of course, Governor DeSantis down there has warned the looters that Florida is a Second Amendment state. And they're taking their chances when they go in and try to loot places. Here's the story. I don't know we're going to have a lot of time to spend on it. An NYU professor has been fired after students. His students signed a petition to get rid of him. You know why? No, no, nothing to do with sexual harassment. 
No, no, nothing to do with uh, with, with with not getting their their pronouns right. No, the professor, Maitland Jones Jr., eighty four years old, had eighty two of his three hundred and fifty organic chemistry students sign the petition, saying his teaching models and course outlines were too hard. It's too hard. They fired him. They fired him because the course that he taught was too hard for the students. And they're worried about their grades getting into medical school, et cetera, et cetera. And if their grades aren't, you know, if they have bad grades, makes it more difficult. So, in an effort to help the students, he and two other professors taped 52 lectures. He paid $5,000 out of his own pocket to publish these lectures to help students. The pandemic didn't help situations, students not being in the school. But they accuse um, the professor of teaching with a condescending and demeaning tone. So now his tone is bad, and his and his courses are too hard. So the inmate of the students apparently run the asylum at uh, NYU, and the professor who had a course that was too hard is now out. A New York City man claims that he, a New York State man claims that he has pretty much made a fool of Attorney General Letitia James in her office. He said he won, he made $21,000 during a gun buyback program. He had a 3D printer, so you know what he did? He printed up a bunch of gun parts. Then he went and participated in, he drove down from Utica to participate in a gun buyback program hosted by the New York Attorney General's office. They paid him $21,000. The parts, of course, cost nothing like that to make on his so he, oh, he says, wow, they're doing a gun buyback program. How can I cash in? Oh, I know. I'll print some gun parts. He prints gun parts, nothing near worth the money that he's going to get, drives them in, goes to the AG's office. They haggle with him a little bit over the price. They end up giving him 21000 bucks. What a way to make some coin. And these are the people. These are the people that are supposed to be the best and brightest among us. We haven't talked much, I don't think we talked at all about the race in uh, Georgia with Herschel Walker. They are throwing everything they can at Herschel Walker. Now the accusation is that Herschel Walker, supposedly, if you believe the stories, paid for an abortion from an ex and supposedly the proof is a woman shows up with her receipt from the abortion, and then she's got a check from Herschel Walker, which doesn't say on it 
I'm sure. He was for your abortion. But that's enough proof for the media to run wild with the story. Herschel Walker's, uh, one of his sons, who he said a very difficult time, has come out and lambasted him. Just really ugly and vicious stuff. But for a change, some people in the Republican Party are actually taking up for old Herschel Walker. They're saying they're sick of this kind of reporting that goes along when Republican candidates run for office. Wow, what do you know? Some Republicans have spines. Anyway, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, 800-848-WABC. Looking forward to our conversation with Mark Stein. We'll be back in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Talk Radio 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, rush, rush. He's always mistakenly British. Dean Crumpets, cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden. A.K.A. Bo's Nerdly presents Mark Stein. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the international man of the year, Mark Stein. Mark. Yes, James. <laughs> Does your life matter, Mark? Uh <laughs> I I I don't want to I'm I'm cringing now because I know I'm going to be trapped into saying, Ooh, all lives matter <laughs> and at that point my book deal will be cancelled and I won't be able to get on television again if I say all lives matter. We all know that all lives don't matter, some lives matter, and then others, such as mine in particular, don't matter one jot or two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I just, I cannot believe that this is taking up so much ink today in the papers around the world. It's mm. not just the United States. So Kanye West, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I missed his name. Kanye <coughs> Yee, Yee West. Yee. Yes, Yee. Um, and oh, Yee of little faith. Of, oh, oh, Yee, they don't believe everybody. Anyway, Kanye Yee <coughs> shows up in Paris with Candace Owens. Mm. They've got one matching, well, somewhat matching, inverse matching. One is one is predominantly black, the other is white. With with black, anyway, all lives. Uh, no, no, no. White lives matter, and you would think that this was like an opening salvo for World War Three. 
Yeah. Immediately, you've got this woman I've never heard of from Vogue magazine <laughs> who is Karifa somebody, really? Karifa Johnson. Yeah. This is dangerous, and it's violent. So now wearing T-shirts are violent. Wearing a shirt with a message that says white lives matter is violent. You've had other people from the celebrity class jumping in. They're calling uh, Kanye West all kind of AHs and everything else in the book. Uh, why? Well, I think Kanye West does what enormously successful mega celebrities uh, used to do uh, routinely. He wants to show that the rules don't apply to him. There's no point being as famous and wealthy as Kanye West if you can't do what you want. So if he wants to wear a T-shirt saying White Lives Matter... Uh, he should go ahead and do it. I mean, what's one of the things that's perfect is the way A-list celebrities... I first noticed this, oh, whatever it was, uh, 16 years ago. I wrote a book, and I, and after I wrote the book, I for a couple of years I would get um, emails from very prominent Hollywood figures who would say, oh, I really enjoyed your book, but don't mention my name. Don't tell anyone I said that. <laughs> uh, and I was thinking, and although I was touched and flattered, I, I was thinking, this is ridiculous. You're an A-list movie star, and yet you're scared in case anyone finds out you've read my book. And it's all like that now. I remember, actually, uh, you, you were producing that day uh, when I was guest hosting for Rush a few years ago when Carrie Fisher died, right. the, the actress, and Steve Martin, the famous comedian, tweets out that he, she, he'll, he'll never forget when he first met her, she was just the loveliest girl. And immediately, all these people start piling on and saying, how dare you call her a girl? She's a woman. And he, instead of saying, well, wait a minute, I knew her, she was my friend, and I'll say what I like when my friend dies, and you who didn't know her... Uh, can say what you like, uh, there's all these suddenly, these Hollywood, Hollywood big shots uh, totally craven. The point of being Kanye West is to do whatever the hell you want. And whether that's him with White Lives Matter or it's J.K. Rowling uh, sticking it to the transgender crowd, that's the point of that size of wealth. One of the funniest reactions, I think, was from the supermodel, who I didn't know she existed before a few weeks ago. This Gigi Hadid, I think that's maybe how she pronounces her name. I thought it was Gigi. I thought it was like a little uh, more It friendly. could be. Yeah. Gigi. Gigi. Gigi oh, Hadid. Gigi. <laughs> she, <laughs> so after this, after this Vogue lady goes after him, Kanye goes on Instagram and he slams her, he slams her. So then supermodel Gigi steps in and she says, you wish you had a percentage of her intellect. Only she spelled intellect wrong. So this is... This is... No, what do you mean she spelt it wrong? Maybe that's just the, the gangster spelling. You know, that's the cool oh, way to... Oh, oh. That's the cool way to spell it. It's like that, that word mother bleeper. I once, I once used that, and I got these uh, uh, emails from rap fans who said I hadn't spelt the mother bleeper word correctly. <laughs> so maybe it's the same with intellect. Oh, well, I don't know, Mark. I just, I don't know. And then you hear, speaking of intellect, there's a Sonny Hostin woman on The View. She's a lawyer. Mm. 
And now we ought to be really, we ought to be ashamed of ourselves, Mark, because I think we supported this. Sonny says that we Republicans, that, and I know that you may vote Republican occasionally. I know I do. She says that we voted, we packed the Supreme Court. We packed it. It wasn't, what happened? I love this. This is the way it always happens. All Donald Trump did was, you know, what normally happens is you, you've got you've got nine judges. One of them dies. You replace the judge who dies. The other guy is getting up to 93 and decides he'd like to go fishing. So you replace the guy who's gone fishing and then somebody else. You know, that's that's not judge packing. That's the actuarial tables of a court whose judges are, are getting up there in years. Now, the guys who the only guys who talk about court packing are the Democrats. Oh, oh, we uh, we haven't got a position on court packing yet. We're looking at the question of court packing, and we may pack the court. I think it might be nice to have 15 judges, 27 judges, 39 judges, however many it takes to outvote the Trump judges. That's what we need on the court. They talk about it all the time. They're, they're legal scholars talk about it all the time. And suddenly, just replacing the, uh, the, the existing number of judges when they die, retire, uh, self-detonate in a hooker scandal, whatever it is, uh, uh, that suddenly is now a crib. That's, exa- that's the perfect encapsulation of how the rules are different for the left and the right. When the left say, oh, we should have a 15-man Supreme Court and then there'll be enough lefties on there to bring back Roe versus Wade, uh, that's perfectly normal. But uh, keeping it at the existing number and just uh, going with the rolls of the dice when you're in office, that's court packing. It's, language is the left's biggest tool, really. And language is something that the folks over at CNN have learned a lot about. They've used language to drive themselves into the toilet in the ratings. Now Donald <laughs> Trump is going to sue them. Apparently he's filed suit for, they claim, a defamation. They filed the lawsuit. He's suing CNN for $475 million. Look, CNN has an endless supply of money, so even if they lose, they'll just keep pumping you know, more money out. But, but do you think Donald Trump has a chance? Well, it's extremely difficult in American law for a public figure uh, to win a defamation suit. I know American defamation law backwards, forwards, sideways, because I'm being sued for defamation myself. (laughs) And uh, so I happen to to know a, a little bit about it. He'd have an easier case if he was being sued in Ontario or in Northern Ireland or in various other jurisdictions. But but the, the fact of the matter is that, that Trump doesn't get a fair, whether he wins the case or not, he doesn't get a fair shake from the media. And what is interesting is there's a new guy at CNN. I mean, for example, CNN goes too far. That's why the Covington, Kentucky kid, uh, was able to take them to the cleaners. Uh, so, th- so th- the new guy at CNN who's cleaning house, and I'm all in favor of that, because basically I wouldn't mind if somebody said we're going to be the left-wing crazy station and we're making a fortune, but they were the left-wing crazy station, and they just, as you said, they just drove their ratings into the toilet and they became a big loser network. I'm nobody. I'm like just a uh, just some obscure Canadian guest host. And when I used to, I was always astonished when I guest hosted at Fox, how even, you know, I'm like a mediocre guy. I'm 
I'm not really focused on the show. It's rambling. It's all over the place. And you still kick CNN's butt. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, there's, An- there's Anderson Cooper. He's loaded. He's like signed to a, uh, evidently signed to an 120 uh, year contract or whatever it is, even though he's got no audience. Whereas <laughs> some guy who basically just slipped across the Niagara River under cover of darkness <laughs> can kick his butt in the ratings. It's pathetic. Oh, goodness, Mark. Well, first of all, you you are absolutely not that guy you described, rambling and all the rest of it. What The, the reason that people listen to you is because you make so much freaking sense. Now, I don't know how to pronounce this queen's name. You're the king of royalty over here. Marguerite? Marguerite? Margaret <laughs> somebody. She's a Dane. That's uh, MAGA. It's Queen MAGA. Queen Maga. Okay. Yeah, that's like uh, they've got a big problem in Denmark. They've they've got the Trump <laughs> fever, and she's now called. It's, that's just the uh, Danish spelling of uh, of Margaret. So she's she's very nice. I met her. Oh, you uh, met quite... all these people. You 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 hang out with royalty. <laughs> no, no, I I don't give me that because that's the whole. That's what I never uh, named you met, anybody you worth met naming. Princess died. You hung out with Princess. Die. We're not going to go into that story because I don't <laughs> want to embarrass you. <clears throat> you hung out with Princess Di, folks. Um, yeah, yeah, not, not our Princess Di, the Princess Di over there across the pond back in the day. Um, okay. You, <laughs> but, you hung but, out with the queen. Yeah, you hung uh, out with the queen. You know this queen. Yeah. Queen, what's her name? Queen, Mar- queen Margaret. Queen, yeah, Queen Maga. <laughs> She's not really the queen. But I tell I tell you uh, what I like about the Danish royal family compared to Nancy Pelosi flying home. These n- people, nobody, these people, half the country has never heard of, flying around on private government jets. And and when Queen Margaret of Denmark goes to visit uh, Greenland, she takes a Danish fisheries plane. You can imagine what that is like, uh, and and it and it's quite uh, rank with the smell of cod and all kinds of other things. But she sits there quite happily, uh, and she leads a more normal life than Nancy Pelosi. And in addition, uh, you know, when members of her family get pulled over for for DUI, they don't get all the special treatment that uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband gets. So one of the weird things is that royal families these days are actually more normal than the uh, grand panjandrums of lifelong, palate, uh, lifelong politics like Nancy Pelosi. Well, well, well Queen Maga said she was going to strip four of her grandchildren of their royal titles. Yeah. They had a cow. The, the, one of the little young royals said she got bullied at school after that. And now <laughs> Queen Maga... And Queen Maga says, ah, she's publicly apologized. But Maga says she stripped them because she wanted them to have normal lives and just go out and enjoy their lives. Well, it, so- is, it is tough in the playground when, you know, on on Tuesday you were his royal highness, and then two days later you're just Fred. I can understand... <laughs> I can understand that that could cause you problems in in the playground. But she's quite right. You know, you don't in Saudi Arabia there's a new prince born every ten days. Uh there was a period after nine eleven when I didn't meet any Saudi who wasn't a prince. I knew one, Sheikh Al Ghasibi. He was just a, sh- a regular old Sheikh. Everybody else there's there's like thousands of Saudi princes and you you run into them at all the best whorehouses around <laughs> Europe. Uh because that's all there is 
for them to do. There's too many of them. Uh, and and I, I'm, I'm in favor of what she's doing here, which is like keeping the royal family trim and focused. And, and you can mm-hmm. mock this, but the, the thing that always gets me, uh, when, when I, uh, years ago, I had an assistant uh, who worked for me in New Hampshire, and I'd come into the office, and she'd be on the phone saying, uh, oh, yes, thank you, Senator. That's uh, great, Senator. I'll speak to you in a couple of days, Senator. Uh, and she'd put the phone down, and I'd say, oh, were you talking to a Senator? And she'd say, oh, no, that was Fred Schmuck, who was a New Hampshire state Senator from 1957 to 1959. <laughs> but for some reason, we have to give him this Senator title until the day he dies. And I'm not in favor of that, uh, and I'm not in favor of having a prince born every 10 days, as in Saudi Arabia. Always a delight, Mark Stein. We look forward to hearing from you next Tuesday. You can catch Mark Stein on GB News. That's wherever. Just hit your in there. GB News. He's the, by the way, Mark is taking butt there. And Stein Online, S-T-E-Y-N, online, Stein Online. Thank you, Mark. Thanks a lot, James. Always a pleasure. We'll be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly. Well, I was born to call daughter. The family of Loretta Lynn says our precious mom, Loretta Lynn, passed away. Peacefully this morning, October 4th, in her sleep at home at her beloved ranch in Hurricane Mills. Icon of country music. Of course. It would take about an hour to go through all of her accomplishments, and even then we'd miss some. There's a reason you get to be called an icon, and she was one. Songwriter, singer, and turned from a housewife into an international superstar. Loretta Lynn, dead at 90 years old. Let's head to the telephones here on WABC. Let's start in Yonkers, New York, with Al. How How are you doing, Al? Good, Bo. Nice to speak to you. Uh, you know, I wanted to say I believe the uh, liberal press is really going to, uh, after Herschel Walker because, as you know, six or seven races are going to change the balance of power in the Senate. Uh, fortunately, we've regained uh, the lead in uh, Wisconsin with Senator Johnson. I think he's going to hold on because uh, his opponent, Barnes, is too extreme. Uh, North Carolina is going to be close. Um, Ohio, Pennsylvania. And, of course, Georgia and Nevada. So I think a lot of it has to do uh, with their uh, concern that uh, these races could be picked off by uh, Republicans like Herschel Walker. Do you agree? I agree with that totally. Let's not forget the Trump inclusion in all of that. Herschel Walker was uh, endorsed by Donald Trump early on. And so you have not only just Democrats. There are some Republicans who would like to see Herschel Walker defeated because of his ties with Donald Trump. And they are throwing everything but the kitchen sink at Herschel. Now, let's be honest about something. Herschel was not the quote-unquote perfect candidate. You know, Herschel Walker had a colorful past. He admitted that when he came out. Uh, 
it remains to be seen whether these latest attacks on Herschel Walker will. First of all, if you're a Democrat, I thought that having an abortion was supposed to be almost like taking the sacrament. But yet they're making such a deal out of this because they know they they really do understand more than they let on what the impact of the abortion issue is. Now, it doesn't help Herschel that his family members, his estranged son, has just went ballistic on him. But at the same time, I think people can see that, see through that too. So one hopes that, and, and by the way, that race was uh, in within the margin of error the last time I looked at it. So that's certainly a surprise because people felt that Ralph Warnock would just run away with it. So absolutely, you have a great point. And thank you. I'll appreciate the call very much. Andrew in Stanhope, New Jersey. How are you, Andrew? Andrew in Stanhope, New Jersey. How are you doing? I'm doing well. The shirt shouldn't say um, Black Lives Matter. It should say all black lives are all lives. But that's what I always did like with Black Lives Matter. It was like a sleight of hand. Okay, this one black life is more valuable than others. George Floyd, his life is more valuable than the kids in Chicago, the black kids in Newark. And um, to me, I say, no, they're all equal. Well, Kanye got in trouble not for Black Lives Matter. I mean, he ragged against that and said it was a scam early on. This is for having the audacity to wear a shirt in Gay that says White Lives Matter. So that's what has the liberals all upset. They claim it's violent to see that on a T-shirt. And almost, when I read it, I just, I, 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 see, I laughed because I said, I cannot believe they're really making such a big deal out of this. But, you know, as Mark said, when Kanye decides he's going to do, he's a celebrity, he can put whatever he wants on the shirt and people are going to react to it. James Golden, a.k.a. Snow, we got more of your calls on the other side. Plus, there are some other things in the news. If we don't get to them all today, we will get to them. Uh, Cheryl Sandberg, Facebook, she's joined in now. She's sent the ACLU a huge donation. Why? Roe v. Wade. That this is. She has three kids, and her rationale is, my three daughters have less rights than them. her three daughters are here on earth. The people with less rights are the ones that don't get to live. But that never occurs to liberals like Sheryl Sandberg. Now there's also a story that's worth U.S. investors and TikTok. They're donating millions of dollars to Democrats. You see the common theme here? Democrats are raking in the money from all over. Even as Joe Biden pushes to let this Chinese app, TikTok, continue. And there have been rumors for ages that TikTok is sending all the information that they gather right back to the communists over in China. James Golden, A.K. Snurley, coming back. More calls after this. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdley. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdley. You've come to tell me something. You say I ought to know that he don't love me anymore. And I'll have Loretta to Lynn go. brings us back. Icon of American music. You ain't woman enough to take my man. Well, you know what? That These days, that could be directed at either a man or a woman. To say the truth. 
Listen, folks, join 77 WABC and Ramsey Mazda as we honor law enforcement officers across the nation this Friday, October 28th, with special guests and commentary here on 77 WABC. 77 WABC, Ramsey Mazda, Back the Blue. That's on Friday, October 28th. That'll be coming up, of course, later in the month. And you know Halloween is right around the corner. After that, Thanksgiving, and here we go, another Christmas season. Let us head back to the telephones, why don't we, and talk with Mike in Oceanside. Mike, got to make it. We got a little bit more time than yesterday, Mike. But I still got to ask hey, uh, you to make Bo, your point quick. Go ahead, Mike. Right, Bo, Bo, thanks for taking my call. And first, I want to wish you a happy Taco Tuesday. Thank okay. you. Uh, what I wanted, what I wanted to ask you. Yeah, last week I was in the car with my with my grandson Nicholas, and I turned the radio on for my mistake to seven ten, and he was saying something about the Prime Minister of Italy that she wanted to secure the border, she wanted to take care of our country, and it wasn't right. And he said something like, "Well, we should pray for." Then he also said, how did she get this job? Did they go by who made the best pie? Are you kidding me? That's racist. It's I'm ex- Italian, and I know hundreds and hundreds of Italians, and we're all upset over this. It's extremely oh, poor think- taste. It is extremely bad taste, remark. And, yes, it does sound uh, very biased at the least. Now, this this new Italian prime minister, she is a conservative, and she has shaken up not only Europe, but she's shaken up American liberals. Do you know the Biden administration has already reacted with bristles to her election? And this woman is very plain spoken. And she's, you know, she sounds like a conservative. She talks about the sovereignty of her country. She talks about the sovereignty of borders. Not only that, she talks about the, the welfare state. This woman is a rocked rib conservative in the tradition of a Margaret Thatcher, in the tradition of a Ronald Reagan. And so she has the left entirely upset, and good for her. She, look, Italy, like many European nations, have been deluged with immigrants. And and, and they have kind of had the same attitude that Democrats do here, bend over and grab the ankles. Well... It's cost now the liberals the election over there. We shall see how well she does. Mike, I do thank you for calling back. Let's go to Manhattan and Max. Max, how are you? Thank you for waiting. Well, thank you for taking my call. Um, listen, this, uh, uh, this conservative Italian uh, prime minister, I, I like what she said. She sounded good, but I heard she belongs to an at the Aspen Institute. Maybe someone can check that out. And that is a sort of um, liberal sort of think tank. So I don't know where this is on the deeper levels, but that's just a a quick thought. Um, If I may, with something else, uh, if we want honest elections, I think we should turn to paper ballots. I don't, but that's another story. Okay. (laughs) I think that one of the – look, we are the most advanced technological nation in the world. We should be using that technology to deliver foolproof elections. And we have this new thing, and this is going to be kind of hard for me to explain in a few minutes, called blockchain technology, which is blockchain technology. And that is totally transparent. We don't have to go back to the 18th, 14th, 12th century to run elections. We can use the technology we have and deliver what we all want, which is an election. And, in fact, if we use blockchain and start implementing that in our election processes, Five minutes after the election is over, 
on any level in the country, we would know the winner. We wouldn't have to wait days, months, years for it. So I think there's a lot can be done using technology to ensure that we get the kind of elections that America deserves and the, and, and the kind of elections that we want. Thank you so much for the call. Let's stay in Manhattan and talk with Joe. Joe, welcome. How are you this afternoon? Hello, my buddy. First of all, I want to say God bless America and God bless Italy. And if it wasn't for Italy, we wouldn't have Christopher Columbus, who was not a slaver. He wanted to bring the love of Christ of genuine Christianity to the new world. He also wanted to prove the world was round. If not him, without, by God's grace and not his, without that, we would not be in America. And if not Spain, who sponsored him, they would not be in America. So instead of tearing down statues, why don't they grow up? They even tore down a statue. Why don't we get to what you called in to talk about? I love, Joe, time's running short, and I love your prologue, but let's get to the point of your call because time's running out. What did you want to say? Big one. Saturday, the 15th, October, 8.30 a.m. until 4 p.m. at 221 West Kinney Street, JFK. Um, Recreation Center, uh, last stand out for American veterans to help homeless American veterans. Thank you, Joe. We do appreciate the call very much. Let us go to Clifton, New Jersey. Tony, welcome. How are you? I know I only have a minute, but how are you? I hope you're I'm doing well. I'm well, Tony. Thank you. So just a thought on Loretta. Oh, my God. That woman was just always a slice of sweetness. All through the years I've been around, and I could just see her, just like a Loretta Minute with Doolittle, because her husband passed on before her. And you know, she was mentored by, um, she was Kenny. mentored by, um, what was that lady's name? The other singer, I forgot her name. Um, she was mentored by another big singer who was died it in a Patsy Klein. Yeah. And I'm telling you, they must be having. They must be having some party in heaven, and I just wanted to leave you with that thought. Thank you so much. Loretta Lynn was a true American icon, and one of the – you don't become an icon. That's not a word. Now, superstar has become a common word. Icon is still a significant title that people bestow on you for your accomplishments, and Loretta Lynn was an American musical icon. James Golden, A.K. Snyder, we're back tomorrow. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. Remember, Cats at Night is up next here on WABC. Keep it here all night. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.